Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Spinner Rack. And I'm here with the boys, Cal and Petey. What's up? Say what's up to the people out there, guys. What up? So today we're going to be talking about what is sword in the Marvel Universe? Is it just a sword that we fight with or the organization is what we're talking about? What is it? You know, is it a shield clone? Is it shield? Why? Why is this? Why has this been popping up lately in the latest WandaVision and stuff like that? So I'm going to pass it off to our, um, our guy, Cal. He can give us a definition of what shield is, what's going on with it, and then we're gonna have Petey. What shield is? What is shield? What is? No, you sword. said it right the first time. What is shield? Let's leave and scratch. And so what's the difference? Sword. Oh, sorry. So what, no, we just had to talk about sword. Everyone's talking sword. What's sorry. the difference between sword and shield? Cal, you kidding? No, I don't believe this. Anyway, sword officially stands for, unless they've changed it recently, like they did with shield. Uh, should be Sentient World Observation and Response Department. What S.W.O.R.D. is supposed to do is S.H.I.E.L.D. This is so stupid. Anyway, S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to take care of all the terrestrial threats. And S.W.O.R.D. Mm, this has to be something Ben has created. S.W.O.R.D. is supposed to take S.W.O.R.D. is supposed to take care of all of the extra terrestrial threats that I suppose S.H.I.E.L.D. can't take care of because we already have S.H.I.E.L.D. We don't really need Sword. That's it. And I would like to say, when Shield couldn't handle something, you know what they did? They called the oh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> According to the Wikipedia, so we can get this sword, like you said, a sentient world observation and response department is the is the extraterrestrial, I guess, counterterrorism intelligence arm, uh, not arm. They deal with, like like Cal said, extraterrestrial stuff, where S.H.I.E.L.D. deals with stuff within the world. You know, are they one thing? Are they two things? Are they, are they affiliated organization? The way we have it right now when we see the last movie, and we assume this is um, 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 Inspector, not Inspector, Director um, Fury, that he's in the space station and he may be running S.W.O.R.D. That's, that's the thought. We're not 100% sure in the last uh, movie with um, with uh, Monica, Monica Rambo with Captain Marvel. Here, oh, by the way, this was developed by Josh Whedon and John Cassidy. So that's so. Can you stop blaming Bendis on this, bro? Give Bendis a pass, all right? No passes for Bendis. No passes for Bendis. And Josh Whedon did this. What can I say, Josh? Maybe you do need a timeout. <laughs> well, now. So now wait a second. If it's if you're saying what you're saying, right? Who is the outer space um, character that's interacting with them in WandaVision? If the well, no, who it hasn't explained who the head of it is right now. But you know, according to Wiki, that's what I can say because I mean I've really read many comments about that. They're saying Sword was an offshoot of Shield. Or with the departure of Nick Fury, director of Shield, that those two organizations have become strained or separated. But you already said that Nick Fury is in space, so this I'm is saying, different. But from, in the comic, in, in, the movie, in the movies, we see it looks like Nick Fury, Nick Fury, along with the Skulls, are part of that whole space station stuff. So he may be running that. We're not one hundred percent sure in the in the in the model of the MCU, but in the comic books, it's separate. In, in the comic books, I think it's run by someone named Abigail um, Abigail Brand. An agent there, okay. Again, first appearance of Astonishing X Men number was it number seven? Oh God! We can't help you here. 
unfortunately. So and that, that really solidifies it was all something, the flight of fancy by Josh Whedon in his Astonishing X-Men series that many, many of the normies love when they were looking to find an X-Men that they could read that, um, that hey, I like the X-Men movie. What can I read? They say, here, Astonishing X-Men, read that. Oh, wow, it's cool. So Can you stop calling them normies? Just call them people. I like calling them straights but everyone knows them as normies now. Straits, that's a book that straights like. Well, I mean, it causes, the fact that we saw Nick Fury, let's not gloss over, we saw Nick Fury in space. Why would he just decide oh, our, our, our separate thing from S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's on the ground, our space station is all, all sword. It's like, it complicates it. Just to have another Easter egg saying, oh, sword. Ooh, look, sword. It, I, I don't know. The whole thing to me sounds a little weird. Do they have their own, um, it's, it's just a, a satellite or a ship? Is it, does it have fighters? Are they going to be, you know, engaging other alien races? Does, do they attack them? Do they try to conquer them? Do they supposedly defend? What do they do, Cal? Or they just take intelligence and, and, and pass it on, like PD said, to the Fantastic Four. Hey, we're being attacked. Fantastic Four, can you please handle that? Oh, no, X-Men handle it today. What do they do? This was like self-indulgent vanity <laughs> creation for Josh Wayne. You had S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, there, there were plenty of extraterrestrial threats before S.W.O.R.D. would ever created, and either S.H.I.E.L.D. handled it, or the Avengers handled it, or the Fantastic Four handled it, or if it was like a really off day, maybe the Defenders handled it. But you didn't need a whole other organization in order to do this. What did they do? That, no, this was just like, hey, shield. I know what would be really cool. Sword. Get it? Sword and shield. That's all it is. It's, it's redundant. You already have shield. Everything that sword does, shield already was doing decades before. I thought it was also part more part of the whole X-Men um, I guess universal titles, I guess, that are associated with it. Now in the relaunched version of um, Sword, supposedly, you know, you have Abigail Brand, but you also have Cable and Frenzy, um, Magneto, and uh, I think someone named Liz Kid or something like that. That's a hole, but I can't legitimately, you know, tell anybody, hey, why don't you go down here and see what you find? It, you know, it was a, look, it, to be honest, it was a needless creation and they decided to keep it around. I have no idea why, but that's pretty much it at the end of the day. Everything that Sword was, everything that you saw when Sword was introduced, it was really like, oh, we got the wing over here. This is what we're doing. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. Nobody really paid that much attention to it. Then you give some characters to it. Uh, they start popping up outside of that storyline by Josh Whedon, and it becomes as much as I suppose it can. You know, it has the bona fides of a legitimate entity within the Marvel universe, but they're redundant. So is S.W.O.R.D. part of the government or the U.N. or the U.S. government or something like that? We're going too deep into this. <laughs> just want to just clarify. It doesn't matter if it's the U.N. It doesn't matter if it's the United States government. It doesn't matter if these are Xavier's stepchildren. <laughs> They're redundant. Well, with that said, we have to talk about this means that there would be some extraterrestrial, some alien force in WandaVision, if you need sword, right? The scrolls, you mean? 
I mean, the scrolls are good guys now, right? So it's it's hard to say. It had to be some. I mean, that Lee. I mean, I don't. I would consider um, Amortis like an alien. He's kind of from the future. That's still with the stuff the Avengers have already seen. I think they would still put in the what's that thing the in um, what's that show? Um, Agents of Shield. They've dealt with time travel, so Mortis would kind of fall under them too. So wouldn't we need an alien sort of attack in this sort of story? Some sort of alien that the Avenger villain that we don't we don't really have to have an alien attack for Sword to be there. You know, I I suppose we could think of something else, or it could be uh, you know I don't know. I really don't. I just find the whole thing to be superfluous. Well, I have nothing good to say. I've got nothing good to say about it. Mars? Hey, I think it's very, I agree with him. I think, um, what's the point in having sword if you have shield? I mean, it just confuses the whole thing. You know, especially when you have someone who joined Marvel for a bit, Josh Whedon, and he's no longer there. So, you know, you always have these issues where you have these leftover things where people are like, hey, what do we do with it? And so, of course, X-Men had this whole sword uh, initiative before um, crossover. And now they have this comic sword. And what are you going to do with it? How do you explain it? Is it part of a sword and, and shield, which is closely affiliated with uh, Avengers, you know, who work a lot with them? And sword is now seems to be more with um, X-Men. What's going to happen? So it's, uh, I don't know. I'm saying, is this going to matter? Or is this using the copyright in the film, right? Using the copyright in the film. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing I could see, because it's like, I can't see, we haven't, none of the story is connected to, of the comic book story connected to something that's from outer space, so, all right. I've always given Marvel a lot of credit for manipulating their problems, for finding a way, okay, we're gonna get this guy in here, we're gonna squeeze this, we're gonna do that, and that's what they're doing here. They're like, look, you know, what other stuff can we get up, you know, what other stuff can we get in there? What's, you know, laying around? Oh, you know, we got this stuff over here, let's use this. We got this here, let's use this. So this is more of the same. And while, you know, I may not necessarily have a lot of favorable stuff to say about it, I'm like, look, it's really is what they need to be. It really is far for the course with them. And it's just what you're supposed to be doing as a larger entity with all of these characters and entities in terms of uh, um, properties laying around. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's other stuff that you can tap that I think might be stronger, better ideas to manipulate. But that's what they're doing, and you know, hey, I can't fault them. I can't fault them for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, within the last bit, because obviously Mars is doing something. He looks like he's doing his taxes right now. Um, the other thing I would point out is like who, like, there's one series that did this before, where they utilize all the IP that they could in under one umbrella. And does anyone can remember who did it before the Marvel Universe did? DC. It's in the nineties. It's um the crossover. Um... The X Men cartoon. Yes. Utilized <laughs> everything mutant they could. Even slipped in the Black Panther for two seconds. Yeah, he did that weird cameo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, they keep throwing everybody in here. That we got all, and we got the suit they're doing. I mean, of course, you're going to do all the major hits, but then they started to get all the characters. Even the Alpha Flight had a terrible appearance in there. So it's like, wow, they, they used every IP they could in that X Men thing. And Marvel seems to carry on that tradition, you know. But. I 
I don't fault them for that because a lot of uh, I've always criticized DC for not doing that. Where DC, you look at, say, the Superman films, and over the course of seven or eight films, we have seen two Superman villains. We have seen General Zod, and we have seen Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Whereas with Marvel, no, I can't bear that criticism. They really do throw everybody in there. But then they'll take a character like Malika from the Walt Simonson's run, and the way he's used, you're like, really? <laughs> you know, that was a great villain. And he yeah. pretty much just seemed to be washed. He should pretty much just be washed up. But then they'll nail it with somebody like Loki. But the only way you actually get that is to keep, you know, throwing stuff up, throwing, you know, guys in there and working and working them in. I just don't like this one. But then what do you, what do you, what about the Batman stuff where they've had multiple villains and stuff like that? So, I mean, I don't know if that. Yeah, but he mentioned Superman. He was saying. Know, but he said DC and DC Superman possibly, but they've done it with, with Batman. Batman, yeah, I would agree. I would just say like there's a character in the super, what was it, in the super, well, they didn't use him in the. I don't remember them using him post post crisis, but um, I always wanted someone to reimagine the Atomic Skull and put him against Superman. Someone do a really cool Atomic Scroll. Did you? Oh, did you see? Uh, what was that? They had Superman versus the Elite, and they had the, 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 uh, the Elite. Yeah, the uh, he was he made an appearance. He had the Atomic. He had the Atomic Skull. In that animation, it was used. It was used. Oh, okay. in the animation. Okay, was it cool? Did it look cool? I mean, he was just pretty much there to be a, you know, he was pretty much there to be a fight villain. So if you if you want that, then yeah, it was okay for what they. It was okay for what they used, and he's an obvious villain to use with somebody like Superman. But he's got the power to go toe to toe and then pose the, uh, pose the residual threat around everything. But when you said Batman. That should have really that should have really stood out to you. Look at the Batman series. Look at how many villains were used in the Batman series. Okay, why is it that you have almost a, if you have a similar number of films with the Superman series, you get two villains? You know, it shows you you're not manipulating this thing correctly. You got one series over here where literally, I think in one film they had three, four villains. You know, at the end of the day, it was just too many villains at the end of the day you know, to go through with it. The other one you get two. I'm not talking about hey. We manipulated, uh, we manip look how well we manipulated Batman. I'm saying DC, you don't manipulate your universe well. You've got a whole bunch of different characters over here. You had uh, the Wonder Woman animation from back, I think early 2000, maybe late 90s, did really well. The numbers were good. They never made another one. It was about 20 years before they made another animated woman, uh, another animated Wonder Woman film. So that's what I'm talking about. These guys were, oh yeah, sure, Batman, Batman, Batman. That doesn't show you, that shows you know how to do this character. Marvel manipulates its properties as opposed to its one or two characters. Got it. Good point. Good point. All right. So I guess we've covered this issue enough. Sword, <sighs> complicated. We don't necessarily agree with it, but it's basically the. Mars um, is supposed to be connected to WandaVision. You hadn't said nothing about that. There's nothing to say. <laughs> So please connect it to Cal. I mean, no, no, I said as much as I could. And he said, I'm going to connect it. It's a stupid idea. You just said that it was nothing. So uh, you just asked him to connect it. I said as much as I could. I was like, we're, but there we are. We are ending it. We're ending it. Spin the rack out. That's what you want to do. It's going to be a big part of one division as we see from continuing. <laughs> Versus Shield, we we don't know what's going on. Spin the rack out. Oh.